Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI Cycling Giro. I mean, Turingen. Yes, Turingen show this week. Um, I'm Dan, he of the Stuffed Introductions, and with me as always to correct me is my dear friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Dan. I think <laughs> your brain is overloaded with racing because, oh my God, how much racing was there last week? Honestly, was... this is this has been amazing. I, I actually, I could not be happier to... The, the only way, to, in my mind, uh, forevermore, to get over post-Giro hangover is to immediately have Turing and Britannia and Benet going on at once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we mentioned this last week. It is a shame for poor old Turingen that it literally started the Monday, the next day after the Giro went, ended, because it is a gorgeous race. It's seven days long. It's probably one of the easiest races to ride. You know, you rock up in one hotel, you've got your rooms sorted, you can leave your rooms for a week, you leave your buses parked for a week. I, I think I just heard um, around about 150 riders' eyebrows pop off their heads at <laughs> you saying one of the easiest races to ride. Oh, I meant that was I take your point in terms of the logistics and, and the fact that you get to stay in the same room for a week and everything. I, I totally get it. <laughs> I just imagine saying that in front of Ina. You know what? It's but it's a really gorgeous race, and and it has lots of cobbles, and they're East German cobbles. Because I went there, and I in one stage I counted just in the start and finish town, um, I counted five different kinds of cobbles, including <laughs> slamming down a really narrow, slamming down a really narrow, narrow street with a ninety degrees turn into what could own into a little alleyway street which was all cobbled with one kind of cobbles and then when you burst out of the alleyway street onto the wide open thing open town square the open town square was covered in cobbles that were actually slate with sharp oh, little edges shit. sticking up it's amazing it's so hard and tough and beautiful and brutal and I love it, and it's a shame for it. We talked about this last week. It's run by volunteers. It's seven days in seven towns. They have to plan this with a little bit more time than, in general, the UCI calendar gives them. Well, you and to be to be fair to them, and I guess possibly even to the UCI, you know, part of the reason the Giro moved was because the tour moved, and you know, there's not a lot you can do about it. But but that said, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't really feel like either race suffered, and I, I... Turing and definitely did suffer. It's, well, it suffered from a lack of there was a, there was a less of a depth of field. So I still think it was exciting racing, though. Oh no, no, it was amazing racing. It's just it was amazing racing. And one of the things I love because some people were saying, "Oh my God, we have Turingen and the Tour de Bretagne and the Benet Ladies Tour all in the same week, isn't that? Why are they all at the same time?" But what I love is that you had different riders having the chance to. You know, it wasn't all the usual suspects. There are all sorts of different riders having a chance to win and attack and to go for glory and and to be up there with proper big UCI teams and proper big UCI stars. It was just yeah, yeah. I think about Rita Trotman, for example, in the um, in in Turing and Runfart, or Sarah Story in in the Tour de Bretagne, and and yep, you know it's yep. just it's just in Doris Schweizer. It's just nice to have well it's it, nice exactly to have a chance where they can they can go up against the big stars and test their legs against them and also i mean not that sarah story isn't a big star she is in paralympic paralympic cycling but in able-bodied cycling it's a different thing and yeah it's just 
I like it. I loved it. It was huge. I don't think I recovered. And it might have been an unfeasible amount of time to put my video post together on Podium Cafe. I'm not going to admit how long it took because it's shameful. Oh, my God. But, 72 yeah. hours. 72 <laughs> hours. She's still adding videos now. Um, but but the, the, added to all of that, though, I, I thought um, that was excellent. But one of the other storylines that I liked that came out of this confluence of events was... Um, the that Trixie Warwick and Ellie Stevens actually strung together more consecutive race days by virtue of racing the Giro and Turingen um, than the men do in a Grand Tour because they get rest days. So, yes, yes, and the same. I mean, I think Elisa Longo Borghini in Britannia they had two. Elisa had two rest days. The high tech had two rest days between the Giro and Britannia starting. That's the same as the Tour de France. And the and and you know Lisa and um, Evie and Evie and Trixie and not just Evie and Trixie but also people like the Bowles Dolmans mechanic Richie Stege and their DS Danny Stam, they basically on the Sunday night finished Giro on the Monday night raced the Turingen Pro- Prologue. I'm glad it was in the evening because it gave them chance to get there. <laughs> I can't. I. I... I shudder uh, even thinking of it. You know, the funniest thing about it, though, is that that basically going from Italy to Germany so that you can race the next day still basically just feels like a a Giro transfer. (laughs) You know what? It was probably shorter, more comfortable, and easier than the average Giro transfer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Instead of of eight hours in a minivan in traffic. um, Yeah. It's, I, I mean, Turingen, if you ever get the chance to go to a race, I recommend Turingen. It's, it's lovely. Really, really lovely. So, that first prologue. Um, and one of the reasons that Specialized Lululemon push the boat out and do crazy things like that is because they've always had they've always had a lot of German staff and a lot of German riders on their team. You know, they were way back mm. in the day, they were T-Mobile and through HTC and now specialized Lululemon. So it was kind of like, you know, they've got Trixie Warwick and Lisa Brunauer as their German riders and yeah. Ronnie Lanker, their DS is German and they've got a lot of German staff and, 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 you know, it's lovely for riders to be able to race on home ground. So when Lisa won the prologue, the um, very short prologue, uh, it was a 9.4 Boston, case. No, four four kilometres, and it's in Gotha, um, lovely little, beautiful little town, and the course runs around this botanic garden. Yep. Which is, and it's got hills, and it was great, and Lisa Brunauer won ahead of Christine Majoris and Trixie Warwick, with Lizzie Armistead, who said that she'd chosen to ride Turingen over the Giro because it was better training for her for things like the commies. Um, Commonwealth Games. Um, Lizzie, punctured. yeah, you got to be careful when you talk about a race in East Germany to clarify that, Sarah. <laughs> the commies. Um, <laughs> but um, Lizzie punctured in the prologue and still finished sixth, just sixteen seconds back. Uh, I think Sorry, I think she seconds. was eighth. Eight. Yes, I got yes. confused with Lizzie Williams and Lizzie Armitstead. Yes, yes. The, his, and the reason I picked up on that is just because Lizzie Williams uh, is is a young Aussie rider, and she was riding for the um, Australian team. Um, she came in sixth, and other Aussie that did well, who I'm a little bit proud of, was Sarah Roy, who keen listeners may remember won the Australian National Criterium Championship at the start of the year. Um, yeah, so go and, Roy. And more importantly for us... Um, friend of the podcast, Kelvin Rundle, um, put his own money where his mouth was and set up the um, the Rock Salt um, Sydney Uni Velo racing team to ride things like the Bay Crits and stuff. And Sarah mm. was 
to that team. Yeah, yeah. So actually, so, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you want to find up-and-coming Aussie cyclists, listen to what Kelvin has to tell you. That man has an eye for talent. Yes, and if you are inspired and if you want to know about how real people, real fans can make a difference to the sport, Kelvin, he's just one of my heroes and he's so funny as well. So Crazy Cycle Fan on Twitter because he is a little bit crazy and lovely. <laughs> him, and, him and his wife Tegan are just fantastic. Anyway, um, so that was the prologue. Stage one was fun, steep hills, lots of attacking. Now, you just have to assume that all the time it's all through Turing and there was lots of attacking because there was... But it ended up in a three-woman breakaway that was gonna set the quest, set the set the um, set the kind of tone for the whole of the GC battle, and that was Lizzie Armitstead out with Lisa Brunauer and Evelyn Stevens, both of um, both Lisa and Evie. Both specialised and yeah, and they yeah, and it ended up with a three three woman three woman attack, sprint for the line between Lizzie and Lisa, Evie coming in third. And bringing the bunch home, forty-seven. Uh, bringing the bunch home, forty-seven seconds after Christine Majerus of Bowles mm. and Sarah Roy in fifth. Go Roy! Yeah. Um, and then on uh, stage two, which is what was that? One hundred and three kilometres. Um, yeah, Schleitz. Schleitz. Yeah, good name. Um, now this one was uh, another sort of duel, really, between Romy Casper and. Um, um, in your write-up, I think you described this really well, Sarah, the um, local heroine, uh, yeah. eight-time world champion, um, yeah. the the German Mariana Voss. Before Mariana Voss, when Mariana Voss was a young youngster looking at cycling heroines, one of her heroines was Hanga Kupfenagel. Indeed. Um, and so and they Voss were... Oh, Voss is following her footsteps, not just by winning on road and cyclocross and track and things like that, but she's also following her footsteps in campaigning. So because Hanker had to fight really hard to A, be allowed to ride cyclocross in the first place, B, have a world championships, C, have a world cup, D, have prize money and stuff, because she really, really fought for it. And mm. she spent, I would say she spent a lot of her career not just racing hard, but pushing hard and I think that has genuinely inspired Voss to follow you know um you know to, to look at riders like Hank Kupfenagel and Daphne Dan Vandenbrand who who just made it better for everyone else yeah who, who really that's... contributed a lot to try and grow the sport and make the sport stronger and bigger and better um absolutely yeah, yeah. and Hank is, Hank is very very local she 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 grew up in one of the small towns in the area um she used to compete against Vera Holfeld, who ran, who runs Twillingen Runfart, and she used to race with her on the East German, you know, national team, and then the German national team uh, once reunification uh, uh. happened. And Hanka is, um, I think she's nearly forty. She's she's a really fun rider, and one of the races she comes out for without fail is Twillingen because it's her local local. It's race. her local race. Um. Yeah, so so she was out with Brummy uh, for ages, and then um, then and, and she's riding for uh, who was it, Max Sola this year? Max Sola, yeah, yep. and they're a little small team set up by Vera Holfeld again. Well, see, there you um, go. Um, and um, so then, um, what was it? Around thirty kilometres to go, I think it was. Um, uh, also for Max Sola, so uh, Hanker's teammate uh, Retta Trotman. Is that yeah. right, Retta or Rita? I have no idea. No, I'm not sure. But she's a Kiwi, so uh, anyway, she she made it across, 
Um, but then, then unfortunately, Hanka crashed. She did. She crashed on the final descent, and and gutting for her, she still finished in the back group. But yeah, I mean, Hanka winning would have just been a beautiful fairy tale. You know, not mm. I don't mean that in a, in a in a negative way. But then Rummy Casper, she's another bowls rider, and it's good for her. She'd been out basically. She'd been out for hundred kilometers in a break. So you know. Yeah. So um, well, you know how I feel about long breaks. So, I know yeah. you love long, long breaks. breaks. Long breaks are the best. So, Romy Casper in first, Rita Trotman two seconds behind her. Now, they have intermediates, they have bonifications that go to count towards the GC. If you're okay. new to cycling, bonifications are extra seconds that come off your GC time. So, say, for example, you're leading the general classification by five seconds. But, um, you know, and yep. you're over. Say, say, I am leading the general classification. <laughs> and Dan is five seconds behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying what it's a general classification in my going No, I'm and just I'm just trying to picture you knowing which side of the bike to hop on. <laughs> so I am leaving generalification and Dan is five seconds behind me. If we finish the next stage at the, uh, if, if we finish the next stage on the same time, but Dan's picked up intermediate bonifications and finishes ahead of me, even though we finish on the same time, he can lead ahead of me in GC. <laughs> I've still got a mental picture of you on a bike facing the wrong way. <laughs> I just, just know, just know that I'm going to be. Um, just, 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 just understand that I'm going to remember this. I've added it to my chalkboard, and I'm going to get my revenge. <laughs> You've got a chalkboard. Awesome. <laughs> so anyway, Romy, Romy Casper first, Rita Trotman second, Lizzie Armistead in third, getting five seconds bonification ahead of Lisa Brunauer and Christine Majoris again. So um, she couldn't get over Lisa, but she got a little bit closer. Until they got to the time trial. Uh, time trial. And look, let me put it to you this way, Sarah. If there was one team in the world that you had to say kind of takes time trials a little bit seriously, perhaps bordering on the obsessive, which team do you think that would be? You know what? I am genuinely surprised that Specialized Lululemon only had three in the top ten. <laughs> they did have the top three in the top ten. No, so... <laughs> It did indeed. Now, um, this, the time trials are really, it's, a, it's the, this course, they've been on this course for a lot of years. It's a gorgeous little town um, uh, uh, in Gera, Gera, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I can tell you where to have cake because I've had cake. <laughs> and yeah, you basically as a spectator, you sit in these beautiful little cafes on this gorgeous cobbled town square with market square with these gorgeous german east german houses all around you drinking your delicious coffee and eating your enormous cakes for very very cheap and then clapping at riders it's great awesome awesome <laughs> but then they, they basically bomb out down over, uh, out down a road over a hill do this weird little loop around another hill because why not and then come back the way that they came so it's a hilly time trial 21 kilometers it's hard god damn it hilly and um, out and back yeah yeah and lisa brunella one evie stevens second trixie warrod first um lizzie was seventh 
behind um, at seventh, 142 behind Lisa, which actually only losing 142 over that course. Holy shit, Lizzie Armit says time trial's improving. Isn't it though? I, I mean, honestly, it, it really, really is. And I'm actually kind of excited to see where that goes over the next couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, presumably she continues to, to improve it. So um, that, that does bode well for, for her future. Uh, yeah, indeed, I think, I think the other interesting thing that, that that result did is, I mean, bear in mind that Evie Stevens and Trixie are now on day, what, like 13 of, of 13. consecutive racing? Yeah. Um, so for them to be respectively second and third on the time trial is, is pretty bloody impressive anyway. Um, but it's also very interesting because that also means that um, Lisa is, is, this is the point where she takes over the GC lead, isn't it? No, she's been leading the GC. Oh, she's been leading. Sorry, she's been leading the GC for yeah. for a while now. But but it puts Evie like pretty pretty close to her, which is well, Evie was yeah after stage three. So Evie started out second in GC, and then Lizzie took over. And after stage three, Stevens was back into second place, fifty one seconds behind Brunauer, with Armistead one forty eight behind mm. behind her because she you know lost she 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 lost she was behind her after the after the the prologue. Yeah, it was it's it's fun. Mm, indeed, and it's it's very interesting because um, it it sort of it, it just goes to show, and and I'm sure we'll talk about this in in more detail um, in a little while. But there was a great interview with Evie where she mentioned that she sort of you know got to that point when she was talking about the time trial where she'd been racing for so many days that she basically went into it going, "I'm probably not going to have great legs, but I do know that I can suffer." <laughs> <laughs> But I think, I mean, this kind of this kind of course is really, you know, there's there's lots of relax. Like I say, I mean, one of the things that's stressful about stage races isn't just the, it's not just the the you know the the kind of, it's not just the the racing. Obviously, the racing is tiring. But you know, we we joke about the Giro transfers and tra- you know, the, which are ridiculous and huge, and sometimes can be up to five hours. Yeah. But you know, you've got transfers. Even if you've got staff to go on ahead and get your rooms ready and get your bags into the ready, you've got to work out how it works. You've got to work out how the dinner works. And yeah, your, your, yeah. Log- logistically, there's about- a lot of things that just sort of weigh on your mind. Like, where's the dining yeah. room? How do I find my room? What do you mean there's no elevator? I've got to go upstairs. God damn it! There was a time trial today. Don't make me go upstairs. Oh, holy shit! Don't make me go downstairs. You know, yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, then getting massages and things. So yeah, absolutely being based in one central location that you go back to. Holy shit! For me, man, just not having to pack my bag every day would be like yeah. sheer luxury. Exactly, so, and also imagine you know, if, imagine if you had Tiffany Cromwell's shoe collection and you had to pack that shit up every day. Oh my god! <laughs> but also, like you know, in the Giro, there was one some stages where you're four to a room, and things like that. And it's like, and it's you know, and you have to have this argument who gets which bed and la 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 and fight for this. Whereas somewhere like Turingen, where you're in, you know, I think it's two riders to a room. It's mm. it's really everything's sim- everything's simple and easy, and the rooms are nice and big. You can. You know, it's just it's the only problem is with Turingen is that the website, the Wi-Fi gets absolutely hammered. And I've said this before, but when you're in the hotel because you all stay in one hotel in Altenburg, and you sit and basically the Wi-Fi is most powerful in the downstairs in the bar, but you know you don't want to be necessarily that 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 public and 
and or on the stairwells and in each stairwell there's a sofa and on each sofa there's four riders and a couple more riders <laughs> sitting down with their legs, legs stretched out on either side and the first question everyone asks in the morning is I say well, have you got wi-fi have you got wi-fi <laughs> that's that's just that's just german for hello yeah, and um, and I really, I mean, there there is. I, I I I my solution was on the square in Altenburg. You you can wander down and buy yourself a pay-as-you-go Wi-Fi dongle to use in Germany. And you know, if you had German teammates, for example, you could persuade them that they should buy it, <laughs> and you can top it up for them. Oh, aren't you nicely evil? Yes, exactly. So yeah, so it's it's yeah. So but it's no. It's I, so I can imagine that like out of all and and inconsistently, riders say it's one of their favourite ones to ride because the other thing is that the organisation's very good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just it's very very German. You know, we make jokes about German efficiency, but oh my god, they're efficient. And yeah, and it's 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 kind of like it's it's easy. You know, like yeah, yeah. there's plenty of spaces to park. You know, there's there's no. There's no stress. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just easy, and everyone's very, 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 very friendly. So it's Ooh. lovely. So, um, yeah. So where were we? Stage four. Stage four. Um, so this is the first real climbing one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they're they're all climbing, but this is the first. This is the first big one, mm. and three really big hills, and lots and lots and lots of attacks, and then on the final climb, we had Lizzie Armit said go. With Ebby Stevens, the only person who could, the only rider who could follow her. Indeed, and um, and this is the point where Ebby took over the GC lead, which, for those counting at home, is her fifteenth consecutive day of racing. Yes. So, and if you're reading, I mean, if you're reading the tweets, because lovely, lovely, lovely Richard Steak, the the Bowles Dolmens mechanic also on his 15th consecutive day of, of, of racing, not to mention his preparation time before, was live tweeting. And, of course, he is a bowls mechanic, so he's going to be, like, you know, burst towards Lizzie. Pro, pro Lizzie, yes. But it sounded like Lizzie was doing her level best to drop Ebby at every possible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Every single opportunity, she couldn't. Um, unlike the unlike stage one where she won, this time Evie Stevens won, and took the GC lead. And it with, was it was only a one second split on the stage. I mean, not counting the bonifications, yeah. of course. But yeah, yeah. But and Lizzie had picked up extra bonnies for the intermediate sprint. I think she must have won all the intermediate sprint points. But yeah, and um, Rita Trotman again in third, just mm. a couple of seconds before Lisa Brunauer in fourth. But they were two minutes back. So this basically means the GC is now Stevens and Armistead. And what I love about what I love about Specialized Lululemon is they were all talking about last year Brunauer came third in the GC and she's German mm. and you know it's a good race for her to win. But they were all saying basically we don't care who wins as long as it's one of us. So Ebby taking over the GC is something that Lisa would just be happy with. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know it, it's one of those cool things when when teams have that opportunity to ride for each other like that and that that willingness to do it and specialised are certainly a team that have demonstrated a great deal of of loyalty toward one another over the, the years so I'm sure she was thrilled. Um, then moving on to to stage five. Now I'm just trying to get this right in my head. Um, I guess this this is. I just wanted to read this from from your report. I mean, obviously we'll we'll link to it, um, but you you talk about um, the video footage 
um, yeah. from Vila Videos and describe it as with more great footage of the thigh-biting cobbled climb. They had... This is circuit racy. They had this cobbled climb. <laughs> I just love the thigh-biting cobbled climb. Have you watched... Have you watched the video of it? I haven't actually of that stage yet, and that's why I wanted to raise this bit. I want you to tell me about it, because I, I a thigh-biting cobbled climb sounds like a very particular kind of hell. So. It is. It's one of those things where when they're watching it, you know when you're looking at houses and they're the kind of houses which have, um, you know, once the, the right-hand side... Um, the front door is on the ground on the ground floor, but the, but but on the left hand side, that's the first floor because they've got room for another floor underneath. It. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is it's steep. You know how when children draw hills. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cobbled with these particularly vicious German bitey punctury cobbles and it's and they just do it like three or four times it's great <laughs> oh god <laughs> you have to watch the videos yeah before. yeah absolutely and yeah um it was it's lovely um so, i mean it's great for us but yeah um and this was another um max solar rider and another um, another hundred kilometre breakaway, yay! Uh, this time, Beta Zana from Germany, mm. uh, getting away with Taryn Heather from the Australian national team, and yeah, just hilarious. Um, Beta Zana, her first ever UCI win, and by far the biggest state race uh, result of her career. Yeah, I mean, she'd been yeah. in the top ten already in Turingen, and but, she's. But, and I've definitely seen her name around results before, but mm. yeah, this was superb. And but, but also, let's let's just as as you commented. I mean, holy shit, Max Solo are having a good race, aren't they? Yeah, and and you know, like I say, Vera Vera Holfeld set up the team. This is like the third rider who's who's of theirs, Rita, with Rita Trotmund and Hanger Kupfenagel, who's been out solo and mm. yeah, fantastic, and on, on such a stage. So yeah, so um, Lizzie Armit said came um, one that came third and just like one second ahead of Trixie Warwick, two ahead of her own teammate Christine Majerus, mm. um, who. But but with Christine was Evie Stevens and Lisa Brenauer. So it's all down to the final, final, final stage. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Now this was Zula. this this one had three climbs, didn't it? The, yes, the, and then the... three times over the Hankerberg. Is that actually its real name? No. It's it's been named the Hankerberg because everyone loves Hanker. Has it really, or have you just named it the Hankerberg? No, no, it is. If you if you Google Hankerberg, okay. you'll see people with with standing on the side, like cheering with banners. Hanker. Well, that, but that's all right. I just wanted to. I just wanted to be clear. You know, I wasn't sure whether this was another Sarahism, like stumpity stumpity stomp. So no, it's really is the Hankerberg. Okay, okay, the Hankerberg's real. Gotcha. Hankerberg's real, um, <laughs> and German riders love racing in Tullingen. Uh, I'm I'm shocked. I know because and um, this one um, and and this was hilarious. Like when you're literally, it was really, really one of those ones where poor Richie just gave up at one point. Like I just can't keep up with all the attacks and catches. Um, but it seemed like there were Aussies at every possible opportunity. 
Look, one of the things about the the Aussie national team um, going to to this race is that it's an opportunity to to do two major things. One is obviously to give some of the younger riders and up and coming riders their first real exposure to Euro, Euro racing. So they they go over as a team for part of the season and, and race a series of races and you know and try all that sort of thing. The other thing is it's a chance for the individual riders to to put on a bit of a show, try and get some attention, um, show off their, their skills and, and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, and so one of the goals for the team was actually to, to come into this race and really be quite aggressive and and really attacky and, and all of that sort of stuff. And obviously it paid off because, you know, as we've noted, there were, there were Aussies all over the place in the attacks. Um, and I think, you know, uh, Sarah Roy actually won the most... Um, well, they don't call it most combative, do they? Most competitive, I think it is. Most aggressive. Most aggressive, okay. Um, yeah. On one of the stages as well, so. Yeah, she won on this one. And, and I was really happy because one of the riders who was out there was Rach Nalen. Yeah. And of course, Rach um, won, was a medalist in the Road World Champs, not last year, but the year before. And this year she's had a shit year. She had injuries anyway, and she was involved in a car crash. And... Oh, poor Rachel. And and she's just she had a really happy blog recently, a really positive and upbeat blog about, you know, it's been really hard, but you know, I'm 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 looking forward. And yeah. so when you're looking at it and it's riders like Rach Nalen and Sarah Roy and Lizzie Williams, the comeback kid, and you know, all attacking, it's just lovely. But no one could escape. It came down to a bunch sprint and won by another German, Elke Gebhardt of the Bigler team. Um Ahead of Lizzie Armitstead, Rita Trotman in third, Lizzie Williams in fourth. Just yeah, fun. So so, fun. so a bunch fun. of random strangers. <laughs> it's I, I I think this is going to be a bit of a repeating story as we get through all the races. Is is how um, you get so many so many um, riders landing in the in that top ten. Um, yeah, very very cool. Um, overall, where where did we land? Overall, Evelyn Stevens won, 42 seconds ahead of Lizzie Armistead, Lisa Brenauer in third, Christine Majerus fourth, Rita Ch- Trotman in fifth, that's her best UCI mm. race, race I think, Vita Zanna was seventh, Stephanie Pohl in sixth, she's a German who's probably more better known as a track world champion actually, Vita uh, Zanna seventh um, for Max Solar, Joe Hogan for Bigler, another Australian eighth, Sophie DeVoist, um, Futurum Shop Zanata in ninth, and Anna Plichter of a Polish rider of Polish team TKK Pacific Toren. Um, she was 10 and the best young rider. Oh, wow. Well, that's very cool for her. Uh, I, I think one of the interesting things to me um, is, and, and congratulations, you know, I mean, we, we commented already that Max Sola had a great race, but to land yeah. two riders in the top 10, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and there's so much fun, and yeah, it's 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 lovely race. And Lizzie won the points jersey and the mountains jersey, so she couldn't win the GC. And and there's a gorgeous picture yeah. of her, and I think it's her and Romy Casper and Christine Majerus having a huge hug at the end. And mm. yeah, so mm. Lizzie wins her 17th consecutive day of racing. I know we're banging on about this, but literally, women are limited to riding for a week by the UCI. Yeah, yeah? the the Giro there's, actually has to have a special exemption to allow. There's a, it's a special yeah. exemption in the rules that only the only the to only the races that were over a week in I think it was 1996 or something mm. are allowed to be over a week and that was the Tour de Lode, the Giro and the Grand Boucle, the Women's Tour de France. So 
why oh who the fuck knows i mean it's just nice it's it's like there are all these rules like you know the the limits on the race on the stage on the stage distance yeah, but also yeah. any stage race has to be a hundred kilometers average a hundred kilometers a day which is just ludicrous you know you're 110 exactly and and so, i mean if there's one thing we can all agree on it's that the the uci as an organization is just riddled with arbitrary and quite bullshit rules um, yeah. So, you, you know, part of the reason that, that we are talking about that so much is that it is actually quite significant to demonstrate, um, A, that women are, are more than capable of racing, but also racing at the front and racing competitively yeah. and winning um, after, after you know, uh, technically that's, that's going to wind up. So 17 consecutive days of racing. So she winds up being three days short of... Um, the, the same number of race days as a grand tour, a men's grand tour. So, no, no, she's over, isn't she? Because the men don't ride seventeen in a row. Oh, not in a row, but I meant total. So yeah, no, yeah. They, they, no, but the, no, because the men. The only reason a grand tour is longer is because they have, um, they have the, they have the rest days. No, 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 but they do actually have twenty days of of stages. No. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's great, and it's her own. I mean, I I loved it, and. And and the other thing is, is that although I said at the start, although I said at the top that this was not such a competitive field as, for example, the Giro and stuff, the stages that she won, they did not come in, they, and raced in and did really well and didn't come easy. Like that's <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that's the thing. Like like if it had just been ever going stompy stompy stomp over the the whole peloton, then that would have been a very different kind of thing. But you know, particularly because Lizzie made such a race of it, but also Max Solar as a team. And and I know I've, I've harped on that a bit too, but bear in mind that, that Specialised, Bowles, and Max Solar are the only teams that got two riders into the top ten each. So, yeah. you know, it was a huge effort from them, and, and really well done. Yeah. And, you know, and, and just, just, just lovely to, mm. you know, really... Really, really strong riding, and and, yeah. and you know she she was out there twice with Lizzie, you know twice out there, twice out there with Lizzie, and when Lizzie attacks, she just doesn't give up. Lizzie won, um, she was she's I think she's still leading the World Cup se- season. We saw her win the Ronde van Drenthe, come second in, uh, you know I don't think she came, she don't think she came se- less than second in any of the World Cup. She's right. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she yeah. Exactly, she's she's, she's she's having one hell of a year, really, to be honest. So, <sighs> um, so after all of that, um, and last thing that I will mention uh, is uh, that there is a really cool video interview with Evie Stevens talking about her experience of racing 17 days. Um, it's not super long. It is on the Podium Cafe post that Sarah spent 77 hours um, creating. Um, so we'll provide a link to blog. it. And also in our blog. ProWomenCycling.com, where I've got the links to everything. So go there, you'll see it. It's at the top. You can't miss it. <laughs> and and it is well worth the watch because there's some some nice inside stories about how Evie dealt with the fatigue um, and all of that sort of thing. And also, super secret, she reveals her secret racing dream, which is interesting. You know what she'd like to see seventeen days of racing of. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. So, shall we move on to uh, Britannia? Yeah, Tour de Britannia, four-stage race. Um, this one had... It's, it's generally a development race, because usually it's on at the same time as Turingen. So, usually your big teams are all at Turingen, and Britannia has a lot of smaller teams. And they still did have a lot of smaller teams, you know, British domestic teams, French domestic teams, um, Dutch domestic teams. But they also had Astana B-Pink, Russ Bello, Lointech, 
Top Girls Faster Waterloo and dun 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 high tech products. products. Yeah. Um, and um, I think Carl was at that race, wasn't he? So he was he was he was our main Twitter guy for for yeah. yeah. Cool. So then, they started off with a prologue as well, yeah. Yeah, and there is a ton of homemade video from this race, like like a ton of it. It's like so much. I just I haven't even watched it all, so I apologise if I put the wrong thing. But you know, you've got like podium interviews and lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. So I really sure. recommend it. But yes, prologue and yeah, um, high tech products. Dun dun dun. Can, can I actually? Can I time out? Pause. Um, can I can I ask for a personal favour at this point? Yeah. Um, can can we do you reckon um, race through these stages? Because I'm really worried I'm going to give stuff away. Okay. <laughs> I'm really worried right. I'm going to give it away. So okay. Yeah, so prologue won by Elisa Longo Borghini, high tech, um, ahead of Audrey Cordon, her own teammate Oksana Kazanchuk of Ross Velo in third now it's just a two kilometer time i i um prologue so it wasn't enough to really get some NEGC action going um stage one was 90 kilometers flattish loop and then just, uh laps of a final circuit this race did this a lot like you know a long big loop then lots of small laps great for um great for, com- for competitives and we had a solo winner doris schweizer of astana b pink First, with Audrey Cordon second, um, 11 seconds back, bringing in the bunch. Um, Anushka Koska in the third. Then we go to Radanak and an 11-kilometre ITT. Yep. And this one was won by Dame Sarah Story. Uh, Sarah Story, oh my God. She rode, she raced her first Paralympics in 1992 when she was just 14. She swam there. wow. She's got 22 Paralympic medals, 11 of them are gold. Holy moly. Wow. She's, um, her disability is that she's her, her, the umbilical cord. <laughs> that that she's weighed room. down by all those medals? <laughs> in the womb, the umbilical cord around her left hand, I think it was, wrapped itself around it so the hand didn't develop and the arm's quite, um, the, her arm's quite uh, small. Ah, right, yes. So yep. she's only got like one functioning hand really and she, so when she rides she has a special bike set up so that the brakes and the gears all run off her right hand side but also she sometimes has to strap her arms, her hand down to the handlebars because she can't grip if there's cobbles and things like ah, that. Ah, right, yes, yep. Now, Sarah wins prize, win breaks breaks records. Was a swimmer, moved to cycling when ear infections meant she had to stop swimming, and she also rides the UK domestic scene, the able-bodied scene, with her team Pearl Azumi Sports Tours International, which she and her husband Barney Story run, and Barney's the DS. Uh huh. Um, and Sarah is, um, she recently, she's very strong, she's a very strong rider, she more than holds her, holds her own in the um, able-bodied domestic circuit, and she came third in the ITT National Championships recently, which is quite interesting, because she didn't get a berth to ride at the Commonwealth Games. Oh, oh, so, so basically she was robbed, sort of thing. Not, not, I, I, I think it was a bit of a, I, hmm. Yeah, uh, they put basically British Cycling picked Joanna Rousel to be in the team already. Now Joe is going to go to the Commonwealth Games and f- in the track, focus on the track as well as the ITT. Joe came fourth in national champs, right? So I think and is now focusing, you know, pretty much all on the track. So I think Sarah has got a 
genuine point to make that that why you know that why wasn't she given because she's got very good results yeah why wasn't she given the opportunity mm, mm. and obviously winning a uci level itt in you know against so order bianic um a former french national champion in second five seconds behind audrey cordon high tech six seconds behind you know there's some serious, you know, there's some serious talent in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Alicia Longo-Borghini, fifth, just 10 seconds behind her. So, you know, it's, it's, that's a really good result. And, you know, Pearl Azumi Sports Tours International, they're a very, you know, they're a small British domestic team. It's, this is why I like these races, goddammit. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, um, running through this for Dan, stage three by the seaside, Lots of seas highs bringers. They bring us sea breezes, wind, Indeed. Indeed. and and breakaway, breakaway, breakaway. Um, final group of around six riders, I think. Um, Elisa Longo Borghini wins solo, ahead of her teammate Audrey Cordon in second, twenty-seven seconds behind. With Vita Heine, a Latvian rider, I can't work out what team she's riding for. I'm sorry. In foot third, bringing home a group of about five riders that with which was a mix of. Um, Orla Bianic from Low Tech, Doris Schweizer from Astana, but also, um, you know, Vita Heine and Charlotte Bravard, a very young rider from France, from Poitou Charentes Futuroscope, and uh, her teammates, uh, Lucy Pader. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And cool. in 10th, Jonah Dutrio, who was third in the European under 23 road race. Cool, cool. And there's one more stage, one more stage yeah. yeah? Yep, okay. One cool. more stage to go. Seaside. The most hilly, it's not very hilly, it's Brittany. Um, <laughs> and seaside, seaside, fun times, fun times. Uh, Audrey Cordon wins. Hurrah, French rider high-tech. Jutta Steinen from Switzerland, who's a triathlete in uh, by trade, second. Um, Elisa in third, also one second behind her, um, with Soraya Paladin of Top Girls and Susanna Zorzi of Astana, fourth and fifth. So Amazing. Amazing. Is that, so out of that, who do you think, if I just went round through those things, who do you think won the race? Yeah, and this is the thing that blows my mind about this race. Like, this is this is the bit that is just utterly amazing. Audrey Cordon was on the podium for every single stage. And she only, she was second for most of them. She, and basically averaged second for every stage because she came third on one and then won stage four. So I would have thought, and I actually spent most of the week genuinely believing <laughs> that, that Audrey had won the, the Tour de Bretagne. And it was only when I was prepping to, to talk with you this evening that I realised that I was wrong by about eight seconds. You were wrong by eight seconds, and Elisa Longo Borghini won it. So, yeah. You know but congrats I... to High Tech. I'm sure they're over the moon to, to go one, two. And, they just uh, grabbed that race by the scruff of the neck and enjoyed themselves, didn't yeah, they? They, yeah. just, they made it seem like fun, fun, fun. And again, thanks to Carl for all the live tweet updates. You know, great riding, great yeah, riding, guys. Yeah. And and again, like, you know, when you look at the top 10, it's so you start off with Elisa and Audrey from High Tech, Doris from Astana, Lowen Tech, um, Lucy Pader in fifth, Vita Heine from in sixth. You know, Jutta Steinen, ninth, Nicole, Nicole Hanselman of Switzerland, 10th. Um, you know, there's, the Swiss national team did really well all the way through as well. And, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's, it was a chance for, I mean, Astana weren't sending, because poor, poor Elena Amielusic was, was 
was broken basically in the in the Giro. Yeah. So you yeah. know they weren't. It's just great. There's some really good riders there, and, and especially to see teams like Lowentech. You know, Lowentech. They're such a you know Spanish team. Just to see them have such a good race as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. It's nice. It's well, and, and it's part of what we were saying earlier about having all of these races going on at the same time is that there were a, a real diversity of opportunity for, for smaller teams and, and for lesser-known riders to have um, their, their chances. And it's one of the things that I've, I found really enjoyable about the week was was all of those sorts of things sort of coming out and, you know, different people to sort of go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and also, for, you know, for a rider like Sarah Story, I mean, you know, she's a very, very good time trialist. She's very good, you know, and 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 it's nice that that you know she put, you know she would have won that time trial anyway. But it's nice that she won it against some serious pro teams because yeah. she said one of her ambitions. I mean, she she took a year off after the twenty twelve massively gold winning Paralympics to have her daughter Louisa, and her daughter Louisa just turned one over the national championships. You know, she's a real inspiration for people saying actually you know what i i can i can combine motherhood and cycling you know and she's you know she's got that kind of never say die attitude and but it's nice for her to say actually you know she wants to become a term pro beating a load of small development teams well you know that's lovely and it's great but it's not as good as beating high-tech products and rust fellow and you know and and and, and astana beeping that's yeah. that's exactly. so you know <sighs> So, one wow, more one more race to go. One more race to go. And I actually have to say, this is the race that produced my, my favourite tweet of the week. Um, and, it, and it did it in the first stage, too. I, I, just, this, yeah. I think this is... Yeah, the Benet Ladies Tour, it's a brand new race. The first time it's raced, the first day was in Belgium, and the second day was in Holland, two stages in Holland, in Zeeland province. Um, Zeeland is where the Rabister Zoysia Islanden used to happen. One of... A really... Race I really adore, like, in this kind of weird landscape of north sea reclaimed from the sea lands yeah? Yeah, yeah very 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 flat very 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 windy and very very cobbly and it's 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 they've got a real love for cycling and especially for women's cycling um the omni van borsalet is is in the same area so yeah, yeah, yeah. new on the calendar i Having got said all day that I'm really happy that the ra- I like having the races at the same time, I am a little bit confused as to why you'd put your, you know, the first ever iteration of your race right here. But, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I guess the, the world is replete with riders who don't love um, the, the windswept, rugged plains of Zealand. So. <laughs> Yeah, and they it's had possible. superb social. They really, they had really good social media. Their mm. Twitter was fantastic. Um, you know, they had a great hashtag. I like races that that specify a hashtag and then use the hashtag. <laughs> Not talking about anyone, Winston Salem Classic, where they put out the hashtag in the, in the press release, and then the guy who was updating, doing the live tweeting, decided to make up his own. Oh, gold. <laughs> God. And, you know, having a short hashtag, they just did, and they had great photos, great tweets. And as you say, and video, there was mm. video from, from Belgian TV for the first stage and Dutch TV for the second stage. And, yes, your favourite tweet. Oh, easily favourite tweet. I'm sure you already know which one I'm talking about, but for everyone playing along at home, um, Jolien Dor from Lotto Bellasol, um, who... Uh, one well, yeah, I guess I can give it away. She won the first stage, um, but she did it in a particularly interesting fashion, and this was her description um, of of how it went. So, missed the break, 
bridged the gap after a long chase with four and eventually won the sprint. Clearly, this wasn't the easiest way. <laughs> Yolene! <laughs> I... I'm so happy that she won that stage, you know. She she she, she when she, she rode her first Giro and for a little for a little Belgian tracky and pancake flat cobble specialist to you know, to finish her first Giro and she came fifth in mm. stage four, I think it was. Yeah, and she were and Emma Pooley credited her over and over again with Yolene being, you know, one of the you know, one of the mainstays of, of helping yeah. her her three stages and her mountains jersey. So yeah, super happy for her. Belgian rider winning in a new Belgian race in, in a comedy style and being funny about it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like that is easily my favourite tweet of the week. That was awesome. So yeah. um coming in second was Amy Peters from Liv Shimano, then Emma Johansson of Orica AIS, Leah Kirchman from Optum. Uh, Canadian rider was in fourth, and Luis Horovike, riding for Orica, was in fifth. Yes. So then they just nip, you know. And this is another funny thing, isn't it? You know, like how we're saying, you know, blah blah blah, long state, long transfers. Uh, of course, having a stage in Belgium and a stage in the Netherlands might sound like that's a long travel, but it's really not. <laughs> it's honestly, uh, yeah, it it. it kind of took me a while to adjust when I, when I went to Belgium for the first time and realised that you could leave the country from basically the middle of the country. You could be in a whole other country in 45 minutes, give or take, from a, on, a, on a train. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah and so, I, um, I can't get out of Sydney in 45 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's also to do with the, um, with the, with the ankle bracelet, isn't it? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the checkpoints. <laughs> hey, ladies. Yeah. Thanks. Um, thanks for helping. So, stage, Sarah, yeah. so, so Sunday, what do you do after a tough race in the wind and the cobbles and the flat? You basically have a two-stage day. Started with a nine-point-seven kilometer ITT in Philippine, the Netherlands. Philippine. I don't know how it's pronounced. I want to pronounce it like the Philippines, but apparently it's not. Apparently, according to Ed and L, it was. Um, uh, it was a. It used to be very famous for its mussels, oh, really? and then okay. mussels, and then they reclaimed the sea all around it, right. so that it doesn't have homemade mussels anymore. But but in all of that, he didn't actually tell you how to pronounce it properly. He did. He, uh, he did, and I didn't remember. <laughs> the truth. I think it might be Filipino or something like that. The truth Filipine. will out. Okay. Anyway, time trial. Emma Johansson. Um, followed by Vera Corduda. Vera Corduda, um, five seconds behind, and another option presented by Kay Benefit Strategy rider, Brianna Waller. Mm. Um, we, in all the joy of the Giro, we didn't really cover the, the Czech Tour Krasnalipa, but Brianna won, Brie Waller won that, and that's great. I mean, she only came over to Europe to race for the first time last year. She's a USA, you know, she'd been a USA domestic level rider, signed to Optum this year, and you know, and and she's only been across like a couple of times yeah. um, to Europe. So yeah, extra congratulations and because quite quite yeah. cool to see um, a, a US team like a, a US based team um, competing and and competing at the the highest levels. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now there was a little bit of a stompity, a stomping happened because Emma came first. Her teammates Luce Hunter White came fourth, Shara Gillow came fifth, and Jessie McLean came sixth. Mm. Um, 
also in there, Megan Garnier. I didn't know Megan could ride time trials. I knew she could ride up climbs. But yeah, Megan Garnier, Garnier came eighth for the USA national team and Lotta Lepisto, um tenth for um, Bigler. But Jolene de Hoare was only 11 seconds behind Emma Johansson. Now, the only criticism I'd have of this website is I can't find how the bonifications worked. <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't factor in significantly to the final result. Well, according to Lotto, well, according to Lotto Bellasol, they were basically saying that that um, Jolene could still win if she won the final stage, um, and Emma wasn't, uh, and Emma wasn't up there. So it was okay. kind of right down. To the oh, line. right. So it's a theoretical, theoretical, we can win it kind of a deal. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And there's a really nice video of Yolene and Emma like holding hands and going rah at the <laughs> start of the stage. Really, really lovely. And of course, because Emma lives in Belgium, her Dutch is well. It sounds like Dutch to me. It sounds like Belgian Dutch to me. So there's some. If you understand Dutch, there's all sorts of interviews and stuff with them both after the stage. Mm. Because, I mean, it was quite a stressful race for Emma because she crashed earlier on and then she punctured and had to chase back. And Luz Hunnawike, the much-respected road captain and the queen of tactics for these kind of races, crashed out and broke her shoulder. Yeah, which is, you know, just the worst kind of luck. And and she's, you know, a, a big part of helping um, Orica support Emma, um, you know, yeah. and making those decisions about who rides where and, and, and stuff like that on the road. Because, um, as we all know, the women don't have the benefit of race radios. Um, yes. when they ride so so that role is actually very very important so yeah yeah and um so yeah so so crashy crashy gene bates the orica ds said that it was one of the most stressful races he'd been to all year mm. um won by yolinda hoare but with emma johansson second amy peters in third megan garnier fourth that's amazing megan's not supposed to be able to sprint Right. Yeah, well, she's not supposed to be able to sprint. She's not supposed to be able to time trial. She's not supposed to be able to... Um, I, I don't know what else she's not supposed to be able to do right. because apparently she can do everything. So Yeah, superb. So congratulations, Megan. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and the final GC, because of the crash, they had to wait a little bit. But final GC, Emma Johansson wins two seconds ahead of Yolene Shara Gillow in third, Amy Peters fourth Megan Garnier in fifth Leah Kirchman sixth Um, yeah it's like yeah there's there's yeah it was um, wow so yeah Wow. Well, that's a hell of a lot of racing to pack into a week. Um, I know. And yeah. as Babalia said Babalia on Twitter Yolanda said on Twitter it was all about the ease as we had wins for Evie, Elisa and Emma Ah, or should I say e? Which is basically what I was saying about um, women cycling. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you have been saying that for quite a long time. It's true. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, if if that was everything that we had to talk about, this would have been quite a full episode. But <laughs> as as it turns out, there's still a few other things going on, aren't there? Yeah, because what I find quite interesting, and I've got to admit, I, I don't like myself for saying this, right? So as all three of those races finished on Sunday, huge racing day, yep. Women's yep. Cycling Week started. Yeah, which, uh, look, it, it, 
it's one of those ones. Now, for those who aren't familiar, um, it's a UCI initiative to try and help create a, um, a, well, presumably a repeating annual event to to draw some attention to women's cycling. So Women's Cycling Week, uh, reasonably straightforward, makes sense. There's a hashtag. Um, people are encouraged to... This is one of my issues with it. There's a lot of hashtags, lots and lots of hashtags. And, but they announced it. So this is happening this week. Um, so what, the 20th, I guess? Yep. But they announced it on the 9th of, of, of July. So, and when they announced it, all there is on the UCI website, so it's a UCI initiative, but all there is on the UCS website is this press release. And Women's Cycling Week will include a ride to Paris, 25 amateur women cyclists raiding from Utrecht to Paris in four days to cheer on the, the course by Tour de France. I love that. It's a nice thing. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, then there was um, a load of women riders were given space in Le Tap. Um, Le Tap de Tour is a very expensive um, sportive, basically. Yep running over some Tour de France courses and it's like mass participation and again it's money and and yeah every female rider registered to ride in a tap got a free Lacoste jersey which is and nice Sufferfest. Sufferfest has created a new training film Half is Easy yep. I mean I the Sufferfest I'm never going to diss the Sufferfest but it's something you buy yes so Women's Cycling Week was around a ride to Paris that you pay for to do, much as it's lovely, the Tap to Tour, which you pay for, and the Sufferfest, which you pay for. Yep, yep. And then the final part is the hashtag, oh my God, so many hashtags, where they're asking people to hashtag own the road, hashtag own the trail, hashtag own the jumps, hashtag own the track. Hashtag Women's Cycling Week. And the best tweets will be shared on the at UCI underscore cycling and the UCI Women's Cycling. Presumably, you don't have to use all those hashtags. Like, you just use the one that's most relevant. I mean, full respect to anyone who is doing trail jumps on the road um, with their cyclocross bike over their shoulder or whatever the fuck that was. Um, And and can use all the hashtags. But presumably, you just use the one that's relevant to... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's nice. It's a nice thing, but the thing is, is, is because it was because it was like what a two week lead in for this. You don't get the chance. There's no chance for, for example, in Britain we have the Breeze program of women's cycling. Yep, you yeah, know, we have that here too. Yeah. yeah, where basically you get ride leaders to encourage women to ride. There's some really good work done by Breeze, but there's no opportunity, for example, for Breeze people to set up a women's cycling week ride because they don't have a much much. Yep. So, well, there are two things that I can think of, and I don't know if these were formally part of the plans or if this was just a a sudden throw-it-together, you know, a spur-of-the-moment sort of thing, but there are two events that I can think of that that possibly play into this because they bookend the week, interestingly. One is that... um, on on Sunday just gone, which was when when Women's Cycling Week began, is the now somewhat traditional Rafa 100, which is um, a bunch of rides for women around the world. I can't remember the number of countries that participate. I think it's 30-something that organise 100-kilometre rides uh, for women. Now, Rafa started it off, and it is named the Rafa 100, but it's not you know, exclusive to RAF or, or whatever. It, it's grown. It's bigger than that now. So that's one thing. On the other end, and, and I assume that this is the one that possibly has the, the most weight, is that apparently, you know, it seems reasonably clear to me that this is all meant to be a lead-in to La Course by the Tour de France. 
um, on on this forthcoming Sunday. Yes, but you know what I think is would be like when I'm reading the press release. There's no mention of these three amazing races. Yeah, a, b. I don't want Women's Cycling Week, Women's Cycling Week. I want, you know, I don't want this idea that we can own the roads for a week. It's just bollocks. It's just bollocks. You know, you don't. It's not going to. Uh, well, but it's know. it's it's an awareness campaign. I mean, I think I think it's fair to have a, you know, I mean, it's it's like Daffodil Day or or what whatever else. I mean, we have a whole bunch of. But what's this, what's this awareness raising of? Women ride bikes. But but I mean that's the I mean, I I I can't even. I mean, if we're literally in a situation where we have to have awareness that women ride bikes from the UCI. <laughs> then A, including the UCI racers, and B, I, I just don't, I just, and, and it's so cumbersome, like, you can't follow it, you go, I went on their websites, I think maybe I'm being mean about this, I, I probably am being mean about this, I'm very, I feel a bit churlish in, 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 in doing this, maybe I'm missing something, so I go on the UCI website, and I literally can't find any information apart from the press release about it. Which, well, you know, I, I take your point, I'm not disputing, because you're, you're quite good at finding things on the UCI website, but I do feel like I should note that I have literally never been able to find anything on the UCI website, no, ever, including, including the homepage, I just, I can't find a goddamn thing on the UCI website. I swear, I swear, I am probably one of my specialist skills is finding things on the UCI website because yes it's incredibly complicated but I have taught myself over the years how to use it god damn it so yeah um, you know, <laughs> you'll be if, fucked if they ever make that site usable for anyone else <laughs> I, I, I could just I could just see a future podcast where you're like I can't find anything it's all bullshit and fucked and, and then I do one google search and go there it is yeah, I mean, you can't... I mean, it's it's also got some weird anti-Google thing going on yeah, with it. It's, yeah. it's literally taken me years to work out how to use the UCI oh. site. So, But, you know, like, like we're four days in. We're on the fourth day in, right, of... of, of, of um, Women's Cycling of Week. Women's Cycling Week. And, and, you know, how hard is it? I could knock up a post every day with, these are the best, these are the best tweets for the day. You know what I mean? This is how many people have engaged with it. Oh, isn't it great? You know, Women's Cycling Week. Oh, fantastic. You know, and they're not even selling the, you know, this is what happened in the Tap de Tour. Yay, great. Here are some photos from it. Ooh, women ride bikes. It just feels, it just feels a bit rushed to me, you know, and, and, mm. and I, I, I'd actually rather not have anything than have something that's kind of rushed and crappy. Because if the, if the opportunity is to raise, if the thing is about raising awareness and you can't find it on their website, for example, what's the point? That that anyway. is that is a, a pretty damning sort of thing. I, Although I do tend to feel that you know when it comes to the UCI, this does seem to be what we get. You know, we either get nothing at all or something rather rather um, undercooked, shall we say? Yeah. Um. The other thing that I found weird was, I mean, I don't know what it is about the course. It's it's like I'm really really excited about the course. We've talked about this before. Racing down the Champs Elysees, race it's most likely to be like is the Tour of Qatar. And later today, I'll put up a post with some videos of what this race is most like in the calendar, so you can mm, see mm. what kind of exciting, attacking, crazy Kirsten Beals stomping um, racing we might find we might have here. Because oh my god, it's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be incredible. But at the same time, it's not like it's at the same time, it's only a start. It's like the course in itself represents. Let's have a return to the Tour de France. It's yeah. great. It's 
fantastic. It's on TV everywhere. I'm super happy. Well, that, and, and that's the thing I'm most excited about is that it's it, it like it's literally live on TV here in Australia, which I I don't think I've ever said that about an international women's race before. You must have had national worlds. No worlds. I've had to stream, not live. Oh, so so actually, no, I can pinpoint the last time I saw an international women's race live on TV was the 2012 London Olympic Games. Blimey. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm fucking over the moon excited about this. 9.30 uh, Sunday night for, for those of you in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yes, and if you're in Britain or, or, or use Ola or Tunnel Bear or... Um, or proxies, I'm going to be watching ITV4 because it's commentated by Rochelle Gilmore and Anne McCrossan. And of course, this is the kind of race that Rochelle Gilmore <laughs> used to win. Well, don't tell anyone, but I'll be I'll be listening to their commentary while watching <laughs> live on TV. <laughs> but but don't spoil my secret. We'll have a blog on how to look and how to. On, I'll put it up on the site Pro Women's Cycling either today or tomorrow, depending on how much else I manage to get done today. Um, yeah, it's it's. I, I, you know, it's going to be great. But then you have these weird things like Specialized put out a video. The, they've got this series called the Wind Tunnel, where basically they're looking at the wind tunnels. And I don't, I don't get it. I, it's where to celebrate Women's Cycling Week and La Course by Le Tour de France, they're testing the aerodynamic properties of ponytails. Well, I, you see, now this is one where um, I assumed that it was a piss take, not of, not of. Yeah, Women's Cycling Week or, or whatever else, but just uh, you know, I, I thought it was lighthearted funniness. Um, but but I don't. I, I, you're I not don't sure. I'm I'm completely bemused by it. I mean, it's like they they're saying they're testing three. Um... But see, oh yeah, three different hairstyles because there's like the ponytail plaited and then just no 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 no. They test three different hairstyles: having it loose, the ponytail, and um. A bun. Ah, right, a bun. Yes, okay. And they also, um, and and they kind of came to the conclusion there's no difference between any of them, but having a plait is 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 the best. A braid. Okay. A okay. Braid. Right. And, and the thing, but it's like it's like it's it's I don't know. It's just like I've got long hair, right? I know not all girls have long hair. Right. Right. I I think that how you wear your hair, you know, like like this idea that they've got a very pretty skinny California girl to, to, to do the video, to test the video with her lovely, lovely long hair. That's not what the average hair, rider's hairstyle is like anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like like, you know, you, you it, it's just it's just weird. It's like, right, so specialized out of all the things you could test, all the funny jokes you could make about testing things, you go for how how you should wear your hair on the bike. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I probably would have preferred them to do the, the Mentos Diet Coke experiment in the wind tunnel just to see what happens, but, but you know. I'm not offended, someone said, well, they're not, not offend, I'm not offended by it, I'm just amused as to why you'd, you know, like, we're celebrating I think maybe you're overthinking it, that's, yeah, maybe, that's my guess. I don't know though. I just—it's like if you want to send. This is what Women's Cycling Week's about. Let's do something. You know, specialised. They're normally so fucking good. They're not. They're normally 
they're normally tone perfect, pitch perfect. Like you watch a specialized video and you're just like, you know, all of those hilarious ones with Evie Stevens and Tiff Cromwell demonstrating track stands. You know, have Tiff Cromwell demonstrate a track stand in a wind tunnel. I'd watch that. You know what I mean? <laughs> have, to, have Tiff Cromwell braid her hair while doing a track stand in a wind tunnel. Yeah, or, or have or have the right have actual riders talking about hairstyles because you know actually there could be something absolutely fucking hilarious about you know we've talked about it before about you know riders getting not being able to be you know getting identify riders by their ponytails yeah, and yeah. you know Spratty said that Amanda Spratt said that she, she and Valentina Scandalara are apparently the same person because they have the same ponytail and they're both short. Actually, that does lead to interesting things. Like, imagine, imagine that you're like Rabo or whatever, and, and you're at some point where like none of your riders are allowed to attack and get away in anything ever. So the night before the 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 queen stage in the in the race, the whole team dyes their hair the same colour and <laughs> does the same hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like um, you just clip in you clip in ponytails so yeah. you all like turn up. Up with like bright ginger ponytails yeah, or yeah. something, and, and like, even even better if they're like... all wearing Groucho Marx disguise glasses. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think? What's the name of that big glasses company? Ah, oh, Jesus, Oakley. Do you think Oakley make Groucho Marx disguise glasses? I think they should. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, that you could clip in different bits of the... Because you know how they've got those horrendous jawbone ones that you can clip different... Yeah. yeah anyway, um, that's enough That's enough uh, product so, development for um, sponsors, things, I guess. Other things I do want to just mention quickly. Uh, last week, there was news that Friends Life Group, which is a British, I guess, insurance group, um, who sponsored the Friends Life Women's Tour of Britain, are now also sponsoring the the Men's Tour of Britain. It's going to be the Friends Life yep. Tour of Britain. And I'm really pleased about this because, you know, every time we have conversations about, oh, you know, men's teams should have to support women's teams, men's races, and, oh, no, it would be terrible. You'd be bringing down the men's sport. Yeah. So yeah. Think- um, what's what's the one that the, the libertarians are fond of saying? Oh, that's right. You're taking money out of the men's pockets. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or stealing yeah. from the men's teams. <laughs> yeah. so I'm quite, I'm quite happy that actually what we're demonstrating is is that women's cycling is a gateway drug for sponsors. <laughs> now there's there's something to use the women's cycling week hashtag on. <laughs> <laughs> women's cycling, the gateway drug for sponsors. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, so it's nice. And the, I mean, we have in the past seen an annoying thing where women's cycling gets a nice sponsor and men's cycling nicks it. That's pretty much why the Canadian races all folded. Mm. The big, you know, the big Canadian uh, tour, tour of Montreal stage race and World Cup and the Tour of Prince Edward Island had exactly that thing. Um, but this is no, they're they're committed to supporting the women's team, women's race and more. So that was happy. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, more happiness. We mentioned the Giro in passing. I really like Chloe Hosking's blog approach of not just write excellent, funny, hilarious blogs herself, but also make her family do it. Um, we've seen her dad's blogs before. Now her sister, has Chelsea, has written one about the sneaky things that you do as a women's cycling groupie and how hard it is to follow the Giro Rossa as a fan, goddammit. Ha! Well... Um, I haven't read that one yet, but I look forward to it. Uh, can you can you tell me is Chelsea um, as funny and entertaining as Chloe? 
She is as funny and entertaining as Chloe. She's also got a set of fantastic um, photos where she was taking pictures of bad fashion as selfies and stuff. So, yay. <laughs> and, she about, uh, and she talks about her mum having a tug of war with a, uh, with a police officer with a race barrier. What? I, okay, I, I'll read it. <laughs> you, I'm sold. Sold, yes. Yes, and also her mother's, apparently, a lot of the time in the conversation was um, was uh, her dad's free, free GPS with her mum regularly stated, you get what you pay for, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so good to see they're still happily married after all these years. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's it's funny. It's it's really it's a lovely race. And um and Chloe had a quote of the day from her sister. I'm exhausted. I'm not doing the Giro next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I've always maintained that cycling is an endurance sport for fans as well. So yeah. Yes, exactly. So I recommend that blog, um, chloehosking.wordpress.com for all your Chloe Hosking needs. She's also got a blog from 2009 as a throwback Friday. I, yeah, just read everything she writes. She's great. Indeed, indeed she is. Well, is that, is that it? We're going to call it a court an episode there? Well, we just have to tell you what's on this week. This week, the Commonwealth Games track cycling starts tomorrow. Yeah, um, it does. Women, weirdly, aren't allowed to ride as much events as the men, but we do have paracycling tandem sprinting, which I think I've said before, is if I could actually watch it without, like, putting my hands in front of my eyes and screaming, <laughs> is my favourite, favourite, favourite track discipline of all time. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, just quickly for, for listeners in, in non-Commonwealth countries, uh, so the Commonwealth Games is sort of like a mini version of the Olympics contested between countries that currently are or previously were Commonwealth nations of the British Empire. Yes. Mm. Um, basically, yes, once we colonised you all, now you beat us in sport. Pretty much, that's that's how it goes. Oh, and also point of pride that um, leading the Australian team out at the opening ceremony will be world famous, Australia famous, best ever uh, cyclist Anna Mears. So Anna Mears is going to win. Only reason she's only going to win two golds in the Commonwealth Games is because they, she's not allowed to race the skier and then the team sprint. But yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Anna's getting her stomping boots on right now, and she's going to win everything. Oh, and another rider who's another cyclist who's leading out her team at the Commies is um, uh, Fateha Mustapa from Malaysia. She's the first Malaysian woman to ride the to race in the Commonwealth, and yeah, and it's going it's really good. I, I I watch out for her because we don't have the big sprinting nations of Germany and France up there, so there's a really good chance for for her. So yeah, hurrah. Um, yeah, so basically the, the track runs till Sunday. Yep. Then next week we have the mountain bike and the ITT uh, on the road and then the road race on the following yep. Sunday, now, I think. Uh, just, just a warning again, particularly for all our friends in the US. Um, I know Sarah gets excited and tends to use unusual and interesting language sometimes. And she is one of those, you know, left-wing hippie types. But do bear in mind when she says the commies, <laughs> she's referring to the Commonwealth Games. And not, not our listeners in Russia or China or elsewhere. Yes, and um, yes, and just as liberal means something different over here too, but not something different in America, in Australia. <laughs> um, 
Yes, yeah. I can't get my head around that one. And uh, other things this weekend, The speaking of Australians, do you think Caroline Buchanan's going to win the BMX World Champs? Yes. It's on live, it's streamed live on the UCI website. If you think Caroline Buchanan's going to win the BMX World Champs on Sunday, I think she is, then watch, it's going to be fantastic. And, of course, La Course by Le Tour de France on Sunday. If you've got any questions about that or anything like that, contact us on prowomenscycling.com prowomenscycling at gmail.com I'm on Twitter at underscore pigeons underscore Dan's on Twitter at DanWOfficial and um, as Sarah mentioned earlier she's going to be putting up your comprehensive guide to the course uh, for the tour um, showing casing, showcasing uh, previous races from the calendar that, that best represent the style of racing we can expect she also loves when you ask her um, when you go, hey, Sarah, my favourite male rider is rider X, who's most like that? She loves answering that question, so hit her with that I question. Really do. I really do. If you are new to the course and you're like, well, I don't know who the sprinters are, but I really like, for example, Mark Cavendish, then give me a shout. I will tell you. I mean, the answer won't just be Mariana Voss. No. Um, no, there's much more diversity to be found in the wonderful world of women's cycling. And that oh said, oh, do... Do you think it would be terrible if I start equivalenting Kirsten Veal to Andre Greipel? I don't see how that would be bad at all. I, I literally cannot see that being bad. Um, I, I was going to say, do also please hit Sarah and I up with all of your Women's Cycling Week tweets, um, because I'm curious to see what you got, so... Show us. Show us your tweets, baby. <laughs> I, I really should have thought that through before I said it. Fuck. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'll go be ashamed now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely didn't think of it. Shit. <laughs> Wish I had, though. <laughs>